Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Unbelievable. Uh, since we were in contact earlier on planning for our chat this afternoon, I cannot believe how things have transpired. You can call it the chameleon effect. Situation is just changing from one hour to the next. I was looking at some breaking news here about a Russian drone attacking 40,000 tons of Ukrainian grain destined for Israel. Buildings and silos alike went up in flames following alleged Russian drone attacks. We'll put that aside. There's so much to unpack this afternoon. Joining us now on the line, Rolene Marks, our correspondent. Correspondent from Israel. Roland, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Good afternoon. You know, I hate it when I start off the day thinking, well, this is going to be a mm. quiet news day. <laughs> I should know better. This is one day that's really, really come to the fore. I mean, breaking news. Let's start with this border police releasing photos of National Security Minister Itamar Ben-Gavir wearing military fatigues. That was during a visit to a base yesterday. Well, this is causing a big backlash here in Israel. First of all, well, for several reasons. First of all, it is Itamar Ben-Gavir. He is an extremely, extremely polarizing figure here in Israel. Uh, and uh, many feel that somebody who has, uh, first of all, not served in the army for, for any particular reason, such so as him and his assistant wearing uh, the military fatigues of the border guards. First of mm-hmm. all, uh, neither of them served in the army. In fact, Ben Gavir did not serve because he was uh, arrested for incitement and, and the army didn't feel that uh, it was appropriate at the time or that he was becoming an officer mm. or, or a soldier of the IDF. So he hasn't served. Second of all, he's a minister in the government and uh, the role of the minister is to be the um, uh, civilian uh, is to be the, 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 the civilian in charge of that particular portfolio so he is the national security minister uh, a, a ministerial portfolio that has only been dreamed up for this uh, latest government which many are complaining is overinflated with mm. over 30 different um, ministers so there's that a- a- and there's the fact that because he has spoken about wanting to form a, a national guard and given the type of rhetoric that he engages in, many feel that he is cosplaying the head of a militia. And that is a very, very um, dangerous message to send to Israelis, especially now when uh, something that Israelis from all walks of life are roiling against, mm. and that is the far right in our government. Rolene, uh, well, coupled with that, uh, we have a member now who's speaking on condition of anonymity as the Knesset began its two-and-a-half-month break earlier this week. Uh, a senior member of Likud claiming, claiming rather that Yariv Levin wants a civil war. Yeah, this was quite a, a significant headline that mm. broke today in the Jerusalem Post. Now, yesterday you and I spoke about the divisions within the Likud. You've got yes. uh, real stalwart leaders, members of the Likud, like Yuli Edelstein, like Eli Dalal, Avi Dichter, uh, Bitan, David Bitan, and, and more, who have really come out against Yariv Levine, saying that they will not allow 
for his uh, unilateral legislation and that they will only agree to to vote on the proposed judicial reforms if there is broad-based consensus, uh, something that we've heard from our Defence Minister, Yoav Galant, who went as far on Fridays to say not only does he back broad-based consensus, but he is in favour of a national unity government to bring in opposition leaders, uh, Benny Gantz and Yair Lapid and, and their party members, and uh, exclude the highly contentious Ben Gavir and Smotrich and their party members. I think Galant is, is thinking uh, ahead. He's looking to potential normalisation with the Saudis, and mm. he's also looking at the ramifications of having the more extremist elements of our government, which is kind of where Justice Minister Yariv Naveen fits into the um, into the makeup. So we have a senior member of Likud speaking on condition of anonymity today, saying that uh, Levine is the architect of the highly contentious judicial re- uh, reforms, uh, and he says, you know, uh, there are several members of the Likud. He says, in fact, there's a large group in the Likud that opposes Levine, and uh, he went as far as to say, Yariv Levine wants a civil war. Now, this is very, very uh, contentious mm. language, and this is coming from within the Likud. This is not um, uh, somebody on the outside. Uh, this, this is coming from within the Likud. And uh, he goes on to say that, you know, some, P- some Likud members basically fell asleep at, at the wheel and it was allowed for the uh, reasonableness law to pass. And uh, the... the Article in the Jerusalem Post goes on to quote Yuli Edelstein. Now, Yuli Edelstein is uh, the former speaker of the Knesset. He's somebody that Israelis would um, see as a, a natural successor to Prime Minister Netanyahu, if Netanyahu encourages succession. And uh, Yuli Edelstein said, you know, every time there is a compromise proposal, someone vetoes it. It's enough. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I think the plot is going, just going to thicken, isn't it, Rolene? Uh, I, I guess, uh, w- I wonder rather what story we're going to be telling tomorrow. Let's just move on because there's quite a few things that I'd just like to unpack with you this afternoon. Uh, besides French mediation, are Israel and Hezbollah headed for a clash? Well, the temperature is definitely mm. heating up on our border. You and I have spoken about the the issue with tents recently where mm. Hezbollah pitched tents on the Israeli side of the border, on Israeli sovereign territory. The IDF didn't act immediately. Uh, one of the tents uh, was taken down. We're not too sure what the status of the other tent it is believed to still be up. The IDF speaking to the media saying they are prepared for any challenge against uh, Hezbollah. But we know that Hezbollah is the northern-based Iranian proxy of um, Iran. Mm-hmm. Iran, the largest sponsor of a state, uh, or the largest state sponsor of, of terror, working through their proxies, trying to encroach on, on Israeli territory. And Hassan Nasrallah from his bunker somewhere 
probably in the south of Lebanon. He is the leader of Hezbollah. Uh, he, he, talking about, you know, he, his glee, he's watching Israel self-destruct in, in real time, you know, with um, uh, the, the demonstrations, uh, you know, pro mm-hmm. and uh, against the judicial reforms. And there is concern that uh, Hezbollah would try and act opportunistically against the state right. of Israel. But uh, this is something that the army have been training for mm. for a long, long time. And uh, they have said we're prepared for any eventuality. So now France is trying desperately to mediate between uh, Israel and Hezbollah so that, uh, you know, issues don't flare up. What I do find strange, and I go back to something that you and I spoke about yesterday, is nobody seems to be mediating Mm. um, in between warring Palestinian factions in southern Lebanon and and the situation there grows more dire by the day. Mm. Uh, Speaking of uh, judicial protests uh, uh, which you mentioned uh, earlier, Roline, there are concerns now about the police's conduct with the protesters. Yes, so this has been taken very, very seriously. Mm. In fact, uh, one of the elite units, the leader and four of his officers were taken in for questioning in the Justice Ministry, their Internal Investigations Division, mm-hmm. uh, and there have been accusations that they have manhandled various protesters, one of which was 18 years old. Now, um, the officer said yes, but he was acting violently. Uh, he is 18 years old, and uh, it was unnecessary to hold him in a, a chokehold. There have also been accusations of kicking protesters, pulling him. Uh, this comes after Ami Eshed, the police commissioner for Tel Aviv, resigned rather than being fired by National Security Minister Itamar Ben-Gavir because he was not acting um, harsh enough against protesters, and we've just had leader of the opposition, Yair Lapid, in the last hour or so, uh, appealing to the police not to become like uh, uh, many Ben Gavirs uh, who wants to see casualties in Ekhilov Hospital, that's what I'm quoting from uh, Yair Lapid, to respect the right of protesters mm. to protest uh, peacefully and uh, respect their democratic rights. And there's also been a lot of criticism leveled at the police for using or deploying the water cannons. Doctors, surgeons have said, please do not use the water cannons. They cause uh, terrible, terrible injuries to people. Well, Roland, it sounds like the dog in the background is also protesting a lot about what's, what's transpiring. He has a lot to say. And, and, and he always <laughs> waits till you and I are on Yes, there. I've noticed that. I've noticed that. Anyway, Roland, we're going to have to wrap it up there. Always Great chatting to you. Roland Marks uh, joining us on the line from Israel. Wow, so much happening there at the moment.